Welcome back to The Prophetic Angle. This is Pastor Rick Bowen. This is Nancy Pelosi in Taiwan, part two. I thought there was some left that I didn't get to on the first um, podcast pertaining to this issue. And this particular podcast may include some some other things as everything seems to lead to something else. The tent- tentacles of the deep state are long, intertwining, and often strangleholds upon various sectors of society, uh, economics, politics, religion, pretty much anything that has any power or leverage. So Nancy left Taiwan, and uh, remember this is the prophetic angle, so I want to give you a perspective that I have being prophetic. um, I will not, most of the time I will not say, thus saith the Lord. If I say, thus saith the Lord, I, I have reason to believe It was thus saith the Lord. Otherwise, I'm going to give you my perspective, and often it is the Lord that is inspiring me, but I haven't heard an audible voice or seen a vision in certain instances. And so I'm very careful about how I um, state what I say, just in case, you know, being human, that I'm giving my opinion based on a number of... uh, statistics or facts or even things I hear and know but yet it's still mainly my opinion and that doesn't mean God can inspire it or use it because he has many times done that with many people throughout history so take it for what it's worth okay I was looking in Wikipedia and the I don't necessarily encourage you to do that but the uh, account of Nancy Pelosi is very lengthy and uh, comprehensive, I guess, uh, the way Wikipedia works, and I and I believe that you have to still take it with a grain of salt. Um, is it's updated as things change, so more information is added, some things are corrected, and I don't really know who all is involved in it, but it's it's a changing encyclopedia of information um, that is online and not uh, like Britannica or the other kinds of encyclopedias of the past that got updated not nearly as often because they were um, hard copies of, uh, you know, print, printed books that you have in your library. So obviously you couldn't run by a new uh, set of encyclopedias every year. But Wikipedia is supposedly updated frequently and uh, you can get information from it but also I think it's heavily influenced by the liberal and by the left so you still have to be very cautious about the information that being said when it comes to their own especially um, they're probably going to give them the benefit of the doubt so I scrolled and scrolled and scrolled and got down to uh, Nancy's personal life. And I'm going to refer to her financial status in just a moment. But before I do, I want to point out that she did leave Taiwan. And since she left without having her plane shot down, 
Um, China has started military exercises in close proximity to Taiwan, pretty much all the way around it, it seems like. And in such a way they haven't done in years, and some things they haven't done maybe in a long, 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 long time. Um, they're shooting missiles, they're shooting rockets, they're doing all kind of military uh, exercises, they call them. And I think it's intended to be provocative and to show their military might. Um, Japan even has had some missiles, I think, land in their uh, territorial waters. So I think this is certainly intended to be provocative because the rumor has been for months that China was going to take Taiwan. And I still think that's a strong, strong, strong possibility. Um, just to add this in as we continue, the governments of the world, including Russia, China, America, the European governments, many of the governments of the world, uh, didn't call them all, obviously, they have more than one faction um, vying for attention, jockeying for position, and uh, often we use a generic term deep state for the cabal or groups of people that work together synergistically to try to accomplish an agenda of world domination and world uh, control. And um, this is often called now Agenda 2030. So see, I'm kind of getting off here. Uh, it used to be called Agenda 2021. So I encourage you to do a little research on those things. So back to China around Taiwan. Um, I think if they could provoke somebody that's trigger happy to take a shot at them while they are pretty much putting their thumb in the face of the Taiwanese, then they would use that as justification to go ahead and start the war and take Taiwan. Um, Taiwan is known to have, like Ukraine, bioweapon labs, but also it's so supposedly the number one producer of computer chips. So this uh, world we live in now with the technology we have depends heavily on computer chips. So just like oil is an issue and wheat and other produce are issues, money, all kinds of different commodities that make the world go round, uh, the places that have the upper hand in those um, different sectors of human proficiency and advance are uh, prime, prime property and there's a premium on them and people want them. And that, that is also a thought of what may start the Ezekiel 37-38 uh, war with Israel is because Israel has discovered and apparently will discover more um, fossil fuels, oil, and uh, natural gas, and things of that nature. I'm not sure the exact amount or the exact kinds, but this is what I'm hearing. So back to what we're talking about, Taiwan. Nancy's gone, and uh, China's flexing its muscle. What's going to happen next? We're going to see. All this is working concurrently with everything else. That's why it's so easy to get off track and talk about a plethora of things that are going on because they are at least 
loosely, if not tightly interrelated. There is an agenda, and we know that Satan is behind the evil agenda, and Yahweh Elohim is behind the good agenda. And you know which side you ought to be on. So, back to Nancy. What was her motivation in going there? Well, we know she's rich, and I was looking at the salary of Congress. Uh, this, is, this is something... We don't want to impugn all rich people. We know the Bible speaks about uh, rich people. Abraham was rich. Um, a lot of God's people throughout history were rich, and then there were some that weren't, you know. And we could talk about each category and the reasons for it. But I don't think it's wrong to be rich. It's not wrong to have money. It's wrong for money to have you. Uh, Jesus said it was harder for a rich man to go, uh, uh, for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he didn't say it was impossible because he said with man, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. So uh, the New Testament particularly zeroes in on filthy lucre and, and avarice and the lust for money. But at the same time, it takes money to, to do things in this world. And I believe God provides for his people abundantly if they can keep things in the right perspective. So we're not against people having uh, riches. But how did they get their riches? And it seems to be very peculiar and curious that many in politics become multimillionaires and sometimes billionaires. And it's not necessarily because of their salary. Now let's look at the salary just a moment. Salary of Congress members, 174000 per year. Well, that's pretty good. That's not bad. Um, some, like the Speaker of the House, 223500 per year. Now this uh, article I'm reading from is from February 22nd, 2021. So that could have changed some since then, but probably not a lot. That, that's, uh, what, over a year ago. So there could have been a raise. <laughs> They're always voting themselves a raise, you know. And, you know, cost of living raise, to be fair. Then it says here that for the Senate, majority minority leaders, oh, wait a minute. Uh, President Pro Trump of the Senate makes 223000 The majority leaders and minority leaders in the House and Senate make 193400 per year. That's, that's not bad, folks. Most of us probably listening to this podcast right now, uh, we make well under 100000 And if we wind up ever making 100000 in a year, we, we feel like we've pretty much arrived. But in perspective or in uh, relative to what I'm talking about here, that's not that good compared to the politicians that run our country. Okay, now, just a little aside, President Trump ran uh, as president the country for a dollar a year because he gave his salary back to causes. Uh, and it And the president's salary is larger, much larger, but he didn't take it. Of course, he didn't need it. You know, I get it. He made his money through real estate and investments and all that kind of thing. And that brings us back to Nancy Pelosi. So how do these people, if you, if you make a $200,000 a year and you invest it and you handle it properly and you, she's been a representative for about 35 years, I think, 
she'd been in politics forever. And so she probably didn't make $200,000 every year as a representative. Then her husband, of course, he has income and makes money and does investing. So there's there are ways people can become well off if they use their money properly. Okay, so we want to give people the benefit of a doubt if they're trying to excel and doing the best they can. But now here's something else I want to read to you that maybe will help you put this in perspective. This is in the Wikipedia financial status of Nancy Pelosi. The nonpartisan open secrets estimated in 2009, it's a long time ago, that Pelosi's average net worth was approximately $58 million. 58 million, ranking her 13th among 25 wealthiest members of Congress. So now we have 25 Congress members that are millionaires, apparently, and more, because that's just the top 25, and multimillionaires. And that was in 2009. In 2014, Open Secrets reported Pelosi's average net worth almost doubled to approximately $101 million, ranking her eighth out of the 25th wealthiest members of Congress. Business Insider reported that Pelosi's worth was $26.4 million in 2012 and made her the 13th richest member in Congress. Now, in 2014... Roll call estimated Pelosi's net worth. Okay, so it looks like that doesn't really match up with what I just read. But anyway, I'm just reading it. In 2014, roll call estimated Pelosi's net worth was 29.35 million, ranking her 15th wealthiest members in Congress. Okay. So. Very, very, very rich. And then there's the mortgages that they have. Seven properties, liabilities. Um, 2021, Pelosi's net worth was valued at $120 million. So now we're back up to kind of what I, the highest one and higher than what I had alluded to a little earlier. Making her the sixth richest person in Congress. It makes you wonder who's above her, right? According to journalist Glenn Greenwald, the Pelosi's have traded $33 million worth of tech stocks over the past two years, including Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, Facebook, and Google. Look, they have an invested interest in all the big tech companies. In May and June of 2021, Pelosi's husband purchased stocks in tech companies such as Alphabet, Amazon, and Apple, netting a gain of $5.3 million. This occurred even while Speaker Pelosi was working on antitrust legislation to better regulate the, the tech industry. The CEO of Apple, Tim Cook, had called Pelosi to lobby her in position to the new regulations. Pelosi opposed increasing regulations on stock trades by members of Congress stating that we're a free market economy and Congress people should be able to participate in that. Now that brings me to the accusation of insider trading. And all this I'm tying back to her visit to Taiwan. So I know I've got into the minutiae here. 
and maybe some of this is interesting to you or, or informative, or maybe it's blowing your mind, or or maybe you don't care. Because uh, again, we're not against someone being rich, even Nancy Pelosi, if she came by it honestly and has the right motivations uh, and uses it wisely. You know, you know, God be her judge. We're not on that. But look at how Congress, many in Congress, use apparently other ways of um, compounding their interest gaining riches. Investments are okay, but we're believing now, many of us, that the stock market is being manipulated by uh, various hedge funds and insider trading, and people are benefiting that know what's going on ahead of time because they are the ones that pass the policies and pull the strings and flip the levers and press the buttons. And I don't think, based on everything I know about her character and her policy uh, policies and her sta standards or lack of standards, that Nancy Pelosi is, is beyond doing something that's um, not exactly kosher. Okay, so I'm I'm going to quit reading out of Wikipedia and let's go to something a little better, the Bible. Now, the Bible says in Exodus chapter 6, verse, um, or chapter 23, rather, verse 6, you shall not pervert the justice due to your poor in his lawsuit. Keep far from a false charge. Wow. Boy, is our government guilty right now. Do not kill the innocent. There's the abortions and everything else. And righteous, for I will not... I will not acquit the wicked. And you shall take no bribe, for a bribe blinds the clear-sighted and subverts the cause of those who are in the right. Okay. The principle here is money can change your perspective. And it could be a bribe or it can be uh, a nefarious way of gaining money or it can be just having it and getting your focus shifted from something more important, like God. The Bible says, Jesus said, you can't love God and mammon. So money, apparently there's a God, little g, of mammon. You can't love both. The love of money is the root of all evil. So I want to propose to you that there's a lot of people in politics that are there for power, sex, and money. Now, maybe they didn't get there initially with that, but they were bribed. How are they bribed? Maybe it wasn't clearly defined as a bribe. Maybe it was a lobbyist. Maybe it was somebody uh, threatening them. There could be different kinds of bribes, I suppose. You know, you do this or... We'll do that. Or if you do this, then we'll do this. You know, one, one could be a negative alternative. The other could be a positive alternative because you're going to wind up with uh, a benefit from it instead of a consequence. But either way, I, I, I would say that as a bribe because it, it blinds the clear-sighted and subverts the cause of those who are right. Now, um, recently Nancy Pelosi's husband was arrested on a D, DUI and... Uh, 
there's still conjecture and talk about what's going on with that. But if this accusation of her becoming rich and or him, you know, she's married to him, has to do with uh, bribes or insider trading, which, again, the exact definition of a bribe here I might be losing, using loosely, but suffice it to say that if you are allowing money to skew your judgment or pervert your judgment, then, in a sense, you are being bribed. Now, who's bribing you? It could be bribing yourself. I mean, you might get to the place where you step in the money trap all the time because it doesn't matter how you get it. You have the power to get it. You're going to get it that way, and it could be sex. That's why it's sex, power, and money. These three things that I believe can be legitimate, and I could talk about all three of them, but we're talking about primarily money right now and the politician and primarily Taiwan and primarily Nancy. So I'm tying all these things together. The computer chips, the insider trading, Nancy's Pelosi's involvement in it. Remember, her husband's investments were, it seemed like, almost all digital high-tech companies. That's where the computer chips are. <laughs> and besides that, it's hard to run a profitable business today that's um, a mega business without computer chips. So what was she doing over there? Hmm, why was she risking it? And I think there could be a, a, a number of motives that are intertwined, and I've already explored some of them. Because even if she's not positioning herself for a possible move into uh, a higher office. And I'm not saying she'll be successful because I don't sh think she will be. But if she's positioning herself for that, or if she's wanting to leave a, quote, legacy, you know, just think of the money that would come in of the books. I stood down China, um, you know, all the accomplishments that certain people would embrace that she was able to do while she was in Congress, even if we don't think that they were righteous, uh, all the things that she she inflicted. Um, but then there's a whole other side of it that might include an orange or a striped suit. And I guess if I were going to get into that, it would have to be a third part. But I'm just saying that I believe that when she went to Taiwan... She had ulterior motives. It certainly involved power. Um, I believe it involved money. In her case, I'm not so sure about the third one, although she is uh, standing in defense of all the aberrant um, behavior and lifestyles that have come to the fore in the last not several decades. Um, but I, I think it had to do with power and money, and politics. And as you can see, uh, World War III did not start. I don't think it will yet, but I'm not putting it past China to go ahead and try to make a move on Taiwan. So could it be that while her motives are along the lines of what I've cited, that she inadvertently assisted China in having justification for taking Taiwan. As long as uh, JB is in the Oval Office, 
I, I don't know what's going to come of that, but he is, uh, he's been compromised, and that's going to come out. He, it's going to come out. It's going to come out. It's amazing that people haven't come to that realization yet. Um, I think it's going to be very shocking how deep in compromise he has been. So this is your prophetic angle for the day, uh, Nancy Pelosi in Taiwan, part two. Will there be a part three? Not so sure, but there could be. Um, but the things I've alluded to, we're going to continue to talk about. Because I believe we're on the winning side. And I still believe that the end will not come immediately. There's still some time. But time for the righteous. You've you got to understand, if people are saying, well, all things continue as they were since the fathers went to sleep. No, they are not. They are not continuing as they were since the fathers went to sleep. Those people are going to fall in a snare because they're not um, taking this opportunity to draw close to God. Um, there is an admonition in Isaiah that teaches us that we should enter into our chambers, um, the chambers of God's protection. Mark 16, Psalm 91, and not to be presumptuous and think that we can just walk around willy-nilly uh, in a lightning storm and not get struck by the lightning even though lightning hardly ever strikes human, literally. But um, a lot of people are tempting God by the way they're living. So I encourage you to draw near to Him. He'll draw near to you. And this is the hour when we want that intimacy with the Lord Jesus Christ. We want the power of the Holy Spirit. Hope this has helped you some today to think a little bit deeper in what's going on. And uh, pray for me that I'll continue to bring you pertinent, relevant, and accurate information on the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and the revelation of our great God. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Have a great day.